cute dog. Oh, she can. Yeah, let's hope she stays quiet. That's all right. She can be part of the conversation. <laughs> hey, she's about to. What's up, girl? It's all good. Oh. No. I know you want me to touch it. Yep, there it is. <laughs> She'll talk. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hermione, stop. She wants attention. Oh, go away. Boink. <laughs> Welcome to Reflect and Revive, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, now we're on. <laughs> Did he get her? 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. She made her introduction. She made your intro. <laughs> so we are studying uh, John chapter 15 today, everybody, and we are coming to you via podcast only. No video today because there are, uh, what is it? Revelation seminar happening at, at our church. church. So yeah. we are coming to you podcast only for this particular uh, study. Again, we're looking at John chapter 15. So as far as live feed is concerned, there won't be live feed. So if you are listening to this, you can ask questions and then uh, add thoughts to the uh, the podcast uh, via through a poll and a question that's at the end of the episode. So, um, but yeah, so tune in to the very end and then uh, please, by all means, ask questions Make your comments. Ask about Gus's dog. What's her name? Hermione. Hermione. Yeah, she's something else. <laughs> it's his favorite dog ever. Well, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> she's a good dog. And David. So we'll go go ahead and make introductions. Go ahead, Val. Um, Say hi. Hi. We got Valeria. I'm Valeria. Yeah. On the podcast today. Make sure you guys speak loud and loud. All right. You got me, Adrian, of course. I'm Gus. And I'm David. There you go. So, and the dog you hear in the background is it's all good. Uh, it's gonna be my dog. She will talk every now and then. But Jesus we'll said, "Let the little children come to me," and that includes the dog. Well, you know, I think I'll tell you when we, when we got her. The the yeah. they told us she was a talker, and we're like, "What what does that mean? She's a talker." Look at her. She's ready to and study. Look, that's what that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we get started, again, John chapter fifteen. Let's go ahead, uh, bow our heads, and have a word of prayer. You all ready? All right, let's do this. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for bringing us together to Gus's beautiful home. <laughs> it is nice here. We love it here. It, it just it feels so welcoming, Lord, and we thank you for this evening. It, you know, we're excited about this study, excited to learn more about you, Lord, and we're excited to see where John chapter 15 carries us, and we pray that it can be a blessing, not only for us, but for others out there. Uh, so be with us, Lord. Be in our hearts and our minds, Lord, and Please lead the way for us and help us to trust in everything that you say and you promise and that you do for us. We love you. In the name of Jesus, we all pray and say, Amen. Amen. All right. So let's get right to it. John 15. Let's go ahead and look at verses. We'll start uh, with Valerie. We'll work our way around counterclockwise. Okay. And uh, we'll... Uh, Go from verses 1 through 8, and we'll stop and pause for reflection. Ready? Let's do this. Go, Valerie. Okay. <clears throat> then all the tax collectors and and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. Uh, you're on 15? Oh, I'm in the wrong. What is wrong with what you, girl? Unbelievable. One job. Oh, okay. That's she one. had one job. I, in my defense, I had a lot of tests. Chapter four personally yeah, is a pretty good chapter. Yeah, it's not too. Yeah, well, this is pretty powerful. Just wow, saying. fighting words. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Let's start over again. Yeah, that is my bad. Okay, 
I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and in and I in you. Jesus, as a branch, is unable to pr produce fruit by itself unless it re unless it remains out on the vine. Neither can you unless neither can you unless you remain <clears throat> in me. I am the vine; you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned out. Mm. Mm. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and provide to be my disciple amen let's stop and pause right there so the true vine you know i want to get to verse two i what are your all thoughts on this and I'm, I'm gonna start with with you Val. every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit what do you what do you think about that one what do you think the message is you know i was reading this and it confused me a lot Mm -hmm. The second verse, but so as I thought about it, I kind of got like, like a like a little bit of an idea. Mm -hmm. So every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Like just to break it down. Yeah. So he's talking about a branch, and that does not bear fruit. So like, obviously, I don't think he's talking about a real branch. Correct. Um. So I was trying to figure out like what he meant by that, and I was thinking maybe like the way. Like, I guess, like a characteristic mm -hmm. in a way. Like, I don't know. I remember at school we had done these characteristic branches and we had to draw a tree and everything. Right. And just different, you know, ways you act, um, things mm. you show, things you believe in, like how you talk to yourself, what you think in a way. Like, that does not bear fruit. Like, God's fruit. Like, it doesn't. It's not what his word is, and it's not, you know, anything related to him kind of a thing. Yeah. And if it doesn't have fruit, he'll take it away. And I thought of that as, like, he won't, like, well, not pay attention. It's not that he won't pay attention. It's that it's, like, this is hard to explain. <laughs> like, come my back thoughts. To you. Gus, what do you think? I, I, you know, I was talking to David about this. You know, when... <clears throat> I love to garden. I love to garden. Yeah. And so, um, like talking about like, like the like I have a fig tree, or and last year it did produce little figs, not big ones, but little ones. Um, and I noticed that um, when I pruned off the dead ones and the mm -hmm. branches that were producing, this year they came back much greener. Yeah. So I looked at it, huh? And it's like twice as full as it was last year. Yeah. Um, so I really didn't, and then I, just, I read it, I said, you know, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Uh, he's capitalized, so I'm, I'm you know, I'm, that's referring to God. Right. And so, um, something that's not bearing fruit is not, it's something that doesn't have the love in him that God right. has given to us. So, it's not going to bear the fruit. And you were 
the master of that last week, right? About the fruits of the spirit or the fruit mm -hmm. of the spirit. Yes. That was you. That was me. So um, it's not bearing fruit. And so he's going to remove it. And when yeah. you get rid of a dead branch, you pretty much prune it at the source. Or not yeah. prune it. You cut it at the source. Get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to serve yeah, it anymore. It's dead. Yeah. Right? Like he's going to not to pay attention, but to like discard it. Kind of right. But those that do give fruit, you pluck the fruit off and you prune it because in pruning it, it's going to struggle a little bit harder next year and provide more fruit. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like us when we, um, we're going to struggle, we're going to suffer, but with that, we're going to bear even more fruit when we're yeah. successful. You know, I always think of it as like, you know, like you're, you're, what you do on a daily basis in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you're not producing what God asks you to produce, in a sense, it's like you're, you're going to wither away. You're going to die off, right? Right. Just like under the branches and, and plants, you know. But if he knows you're following his word, you're doing your best to not only keep his word, but to be a doer of the word. You know what I mean? Yes. When, I think of that, when I think of that, and it's, it's kind of like, in a sense, and, and, and I talked about this a, a couple of years back when we were looking at Acts and stuff. It's like he's trying to mold you and shape you. Mm -hmm. You know, you prune you out. Let me get rid of some of the pieces that, right. that you don't need. You don't need this part. It's like it's like a, like a diamond in a rough. Like I'm mm -hmm. just I'm still just chipping away at some of those those rough edges. You know right. what I mean? It, it's just to clean you up, just to polish you so you can continue to bear more fruit and you can come out and shine more. Right. You know what I mean? And that's how I've always kind of looked at it and then you, you you recognize people by their fruits right you know and you recognize you know what kind of person they are just by the way they carry themselves and and, and not only the way they carry themselves but it's the the actions that they take which you know i think speaks volumes yeah. about people uh, david do you have anything interesting I say exactly what dad said just different wording what were you hey, saying <laughs> go for it man um that Okay, well, every branch in me that does not produce fruit, mm -hmm. he removes and he prunes every branch that provide, that produces fruits so that it will produce more fruit. Sure. When I first read this, I was, I was thinking like um, maybe I meant as in more fruit, like more good, like good deeds yeah. mm -hmm. that he's allowing you to give to the world so that they can see your love for God. Mm, I love that. And continue on through someone else. Yeah, you know, and, and you hit it right on the nail because, you know, how are people going to, you know, not many people step into a church, right? Mm. You know, but how are they going to see the love of God? Right. They have to see it through his people, his followers. And, and you said it, you know, show, see those deeds those actions and, and, and being able to see like, oh, is that, is that what Christ followers right. are supposed to be like, you know, and it, and it's a task. It's, it's a, a huge task and a huge underlying thing that we got to, you know, work on every single day. It's funny you mentioned that, David, because it's kind of reminds me, you know, Jesus talks a lot when he, when you notice and he's talking to the people and what mm -hmm. have you, it's a lot of agrarian, you know, um, farming things and, you know, that type of stuff, because a lot of them were farmers. Yeah, well, things they can relate to. Can yeah, relate to. absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned it that way, kind of like paying it forward. It's kind of like almost, and we're going to talk agrarian here. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like pollinating, you know, pollination. You know, mm -hmm. it's, oh, yeah. There you yeah, go. You know, it moves yeah. on and it continues to grow other things. And then 
from one plant to the next and to the mm. next. It's kind of interesting you said that because, yeah, uh, the, the good things that we do are going to pay off and others are going to watch us. And and you're right. These are fruits that, that, that bear. And, and you mentioned it as well, mm -hmm. too, uh, Adrian, you know, um, like plants that or you know bushes i've got some bushes outside that i really yeah. need to get pruned he's got an awesome backyard by the way folks it's <laughs> well, like but well there's things back there gardner are, gus <laughs> there's things that are growing kind of crazy out there yeah. and i've got to prune them and the more you prune them the better they grow yes the nicer they grow and the prettier they look yeah they, you know, they, they yeah. bear good fruit good yes. shading good you know mm -hmm. scent whatever the case may be out there you know yeah but unfortunately, as we go down some of the uh, verse six, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast mm -hmm. out as a branch and withered. And they gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burnt. Oh, yeah. I thought of that oh. as like when Jesus comes and like the people who refuse to like accept him. Right. I, that's what I thought of when I read that. Yeah. That, it's like, you know how like you cut off dead branches? Yeah. And right. you just like throw them like that's how Yeah, you, you, uh huh. Right, <laughs> you have a pile. You got a pile of them. I know. I, I made them prune. I made them clean up our front ones. <laughs> that earlier. was fun. But that was more pruning. We didn't <laughs> have too many dead branches. Oh you see, she agrees with me. Unbelievable. <laughs> She's a talker. She That's all right. Let her talk. Like that didn't scare me. And we got a dog on the podcast, folks. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, you know that's. And I, and I think of it as when you follow Christ, you know he, he's going to hold you near and dear to his heart. But if not. You know, if you cut off a branch, is it going to stay alive very long? No. No. You know, maybe for a little while, and eventually it'll just fade without the source, right? And then our source being in Christ, you know what I mean? And, you know, relatively speaking to, you know, when Christ comes and, and we look forward to that day, you know, that's that's the scary part of those that don't cling to him and and try to follow and do what he says is, is, is the scary part because... Yeah. You know, there's, there's, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of those people. You know what I mean? So this, you know, this brings to light, I think, two things. And um, remember somewhere, I don't have it here, but remember where um, in the Bible it talks about uh, redemption and who, who the Redeemer came for. And the, redeem, the redemption was offered for those that were part of the vine and those who were going to be grafted back onto the vine, mm. grafted onto the vine. Yeah. Believers and non-believers, Jews and Gentiles, those types of things. Um, and it's funny because you're right. When you cut off a branch, you can't, can you put the branch back on? Mm -mm. I'm sure you know, right? But do you remember that part in the Bible where well, David tried to, I told you a little story, he tried to put yeah. a little flower back on the plant that he broke. But It's okay, David. Yeah, that's okay, David. <laughs> it was just but, so nice and looked so fake, but you know. Yeah. Well, it, he broke it and he attempted to put it back on. <laughs> right, and, and so he just kind of balanced Chale, duct tape. it. So, yeah, so I wouldn't notice that it was broken. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, um, but he speaks of grafting it onto the vine. And mm. that's really interesting that, um, that that refers, well... I think that kind of refers to that a little later on. Right, absolutely. And then, of course, that very um, last sentence there has been argued by many people mm -hmm. as to um, <clears throat> referring to hell. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, there's 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 going to be a lake of fire. There is. At some point, you know. And, right. And, and there's a lot of that goes on with that in Revelation and Daniel and, right. and, and prophecy, so, but... 
So this is, yeah, so that that's what I see in those two things, you know, Absolutely. reference to hell and, of course, the gravity goat of broken or removed branches then and mm-hmm. back onto the ground, yeah. Amen to that. All right, well, let's go ahead and continue. We'll go through, uh, let's look at verses 9 through 17. But go ahead and continue. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things i have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full this is my commandment love one another as i have loved you no one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friend you are my friends if you do whatever i command you No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me. Well, I love this part. Yeah. Yeah, I love this. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should, should remain, that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. This is what I commanded you. Love one another. Amen. Let's stop and pause right there. So, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. How do we love one another? Let's stop and think about it. Let's reflect on that. I'm looking at verse 12 here. Mm-hmm. My commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. How do we love? I'm going to come to you, David. What do you think? Um, How do we love one another? As by, he's... by being there. Yeah. Like just, like just showing that you care. Yeah. I like that. Gus, what mm-hmm. do you think? Mm, I think by allowing the other individual to be who they are. They're not mm-hmm. expecting... Not setting, I don't even know how to say it, but not setting Standards. like, right, if you're going to love somebody, love them for who they are. Yeah. And maybe not, not forcing them into, right. obviously being, that's not Christ's way. Being free, allowing them to be right. free. You know, freedom is love, right? You know, and, and, and love is such a hard part in our day and age because, you know, we come across people and that are very hard to love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> And obviously, you're not going to be like, oh, I love you, I love you. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe some people are like that, but I know I'm not like that. But, you know, I always go back, you know, because he, he's mentioning commandments. And earlier on, if you keep my commandments, we know the Father and, mm-hmm. and I are, or Jesus are one. So they're, it's the same commandments. Right. You know what I mean? And I always think of the Ten Commandments. The first four right. is how you love God. Correct. Whereas the last six, honor your mother and father, do not kill, do not steal, do not covet, and and so forth. To me, that's one of the most simple, most basic ways as a tutor as it is to teach us how to love our neighbor. Correct. You know what I mean? And I I think that's one way, too, that we can love those people. It's like, it's just out of respect for you. It's out of my love for you. It's like, I don't mean ill will or harm towards you. You know what I mean? But this is... Those last six commandments are a way for me to help me how to love somebody else. You know, if if I if I have nothing else, right? You know what I mean. Well, what do you think? To love someone. 
Yeah. Well, it's obviously easy to love someone that you, you know, right? Sure. But to love others who you don't know and don't trust, um, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a song. Um, I, it's, it's this is one verse. It's if you want love, you're going to have to trust, right? Mm. And if you want trust, you're going to have to give some away. It's like, kind of, you got to be balanced about it, you know? you got to allow people to know that you're someone who they can trust, maybe by trusting them with something. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it depends on the person and what you may have already observed or know about them. Um, you know, if, if you see that they're down, like, always ask if they're okay. Always smile at them, mm-hmm. you know? Always let them know that you're there and that, you know, they, they can not rely on you, but they can know that if they need someone that you'd be there, right? Like, yeah. kind of what David said, like, to just be there. Because sometimes that's all it takes, and not a lot of people have that. Yeah, that, that's tough. And then I think that goes, what you two said, goes hand in hand with verse 13. Greater love has no one than this and to lay down one's life for his, for his friends, you know? And, and there's multiple ways of looking that there's people mm-hmm. that actually... You see this right. a lot in them. They actually lay down their right. life they for their friends. Their life. And that, yeah. to me, that is a great love to willing yeah. to sacrifice to save others. Mm-hmm. Mad props to those people that do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that, that is, you know, um, selfless love right there, if you will. You know what I mean? And, and in addition to that, it's like looking at it like, like you all said. It's like, all right, let me, let me, let me put aside what my needs are, what I want to do. So that I can be there for you. So I can give you that full attention. You know what I mean? You know, I, I like how, I'm sorry, you You mentioned, you know, giving, giving mad props to those people who do, um, who show that love. And, yeah. you know, I was thinking about that young girl. Um, and I was listening to, and I won't mention the name of this commentator, but yeah. a commentator said something that I don't know if I agree with. And this commentator was talking about uh, selfless acts or people who are heroes and those types mm-hmm. of things. And his... His premise, his thing was, well, people do those types of things. They lay down their lives for their friends. They're, they're yeah. brave that way because it's an instinctual thing, mostly. And I thought to myself, well, hmm. so instinctual also is to run. Yeah. You know, so then what? Yeah. Run away, you know? So what, what, what makes the difference? You know, somebody doing something that saves others or helps others and someone just running away. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's something deeper to that than just instinctual. I would have to think so. Yeah. And why I say that? Because I remember that young little girl. Um, I guess it was in that, uh, that one of those recent school shootings mm-hmm. where um, it was a Presbyterian, I think, or it was uh, a church. Yeah. The yeah. church school shooting where... Um, a Tennessee, right? I think. Yes. But, yeah. And so the young girl, it was a young girl, I think they said, had a, saw what was going on and brave enough to pull the, the alarm, which the alarm. in fact... Alarm, you know, alarmed, alerted, alerted everybody at this point. Yeah. So uh, she ended up dying for doing that. But then I said to myself, you know, you know that that was love. That was love, <laughs> that was not just bravery. Love. That's love, right? There. Right. Absolutely. Um, and when you look at this verse eleven and twelve and what have you, yeah. he interchanges love with another word, mm. joy. Yeah. And he says the same thing about joy. So he talks about love, or he says, 
love is, if you find, you know, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's love. In other words, mm -hmm. if you abide in my love as I have abided in my father's, I will abide in you as he has abided in me. Right. But that also goes for joy. He says the same thing. Yeah. I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Mm. So is there more to love as well? You know, is it is it absolute joy? Imagine imagine Christ abiding in you so that my joy may be full. Mm. I don't know how to make that connection, but I just know that I, I noticed that and I'm not sure where that connection goes, but um, if one of you knows, let us know at the end. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. Make that connection. I mean, make that connection for love and joy for us. Please, please <laughs> comment on this on that question later. Because, I mean, when you feel love and true joy, man, it is. It's just so overwhelming, and my knee is getting licked right now. So maybe you know, Armani <laughs> loves and has joy licking my knee. She but enjoys. It's licking all good. Yes. <laughs> no, it's all good. I need a bath anyway. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's just just it's just so powerful. It's so naturally powerful, and it just overcomes so much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I like what it says here. And you were saying, oh, I think was it verse sixteen? You did not choose me, but yeah. I chose you. Can you imagine Christ just speaking to you, speaking to everyone, everyone's listening, and just being attentive? And I chose you. Imagine hearing those words. And these words speak to us right now, yeah. you know, and I chose you for this. I chose you to be a, a deacon, a, a youth director, an elder, a pastor, a, you know, a, a minister, a, a music minister or something, you know, a teacher or something. And whatever that, it is. Yeah. Whatever it is, I mean, that goes a long way, you know, and yeah. go and bear fruit that your fruit should remain there wherever you go, my, where, whatever you ask. The Father in my name, he may give you. You know what I mean? Right. What do you think, Val? Jesus chose you. What does that mean? You know? He chose you to be one of the bigger servants. Mm. That's how I thought of it. Like, if he chose you, like, there's so many people in the world, right? But if yeah. he chose just you, that means he sees something in you that could possibly help more people, you know, learn about him and, you know, use the talents that he gave you to, yeah. for the greater mm. good. Those spiritual gifts, right? That we talk quite a bit. Mm -hmm. David, what do you what do you think, man? God chose you, man. Um, well, just the fact that you're alive is a one in a billion chance. Mm. Right to get to you, yeah, yeah. A lot of things had to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah. What do you think, Gus? You said you you really like this verse. Well, I I love this verse because um, this verse. It tells me that, I mean, it, and it should enlighten each and every single one of us that we are unique. Yes. You know, um, I sent I sent a message to uh, uh, Elizabeth, you know, our, our ex-pastor's uh, yeah. wife, um, sent her a message, and I sent him a message to her. I, 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 you know, just try to tell them that, you know, we still love them and what have you. But mm. one of the things that it was impressed upon me to, to let her know is that, you know, um, you're uniquely loved. You're uniquely made god made you know god made one phonetia mm -hmm. he never made you before and he'll never make you again you and i tell that to david i tell that mm -hmm. to him all the time i tell my kids that you guys are made uniquely special and you're uniquely loved 
Um, this isn't something that was out of the blue, coincidental, by mistake, mm -hmm. by force, by... No. You were made. You were formed. And he knew you. He knew your ways and what have you. Mm -hmm. And then he trusted you enough to do that second part there. Yeah. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. So that goes to what you're saying, yeah. Adrian. You know, I, I look at us, the church, you know, church leadership and what have you, and... Yeah. Um, I don't care what position you're in. We all have a we all have a lane. Yeah. And we all have a purpose. And uh, and I can't remember that famous football player, but if there was a football player, I remember them saying, "Well, how is it that you guys always win these championships?" And I can't remember who it was, but he says, mm. "Because we focus on doing our job first and then helping the guy next to you." Do your job first. Sounds and like New England Patriots when they were winning all those Super Bowls. <laughs> Probably. And then I look at this and I say to myself, you know, we were giving these positions, whether you can sing mm -hmm. or whether you can uh, preach, hold ministries, mm -hmm. give ministries, uh, you know, it, you know, being trusted enough to, to yeah. handle the church's finances. Right. You know, we forget about all of those types of things. All and the little people, things, too. Yeah. And, and they are so critical in that Jesus chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear that fruit. Yeah. You're unique. Yeah. Unique and wonderfully made. And wonderfully made. And wonderfully made. Absolutely. I know, huh? It's a beautiful verse. I love that verse, yeah. And I was like... And, I, and I've told this to students before, and, and even my own children. There'll never be another you. That, that's, that's how precious you are in, right. in God's eyes. That's right. You know, and, and, and that's why he wants you so bad. The Father's King won't forcefully do it, but that's how bad right. he wants you to be a part of his kingdom and his family. You know what I mean? And yeah. that transcends all the bad stuff we might do, guys. Yeah. The sins that you might do, the... Mm -hmm. It doesn't take away from the fact that you were uniquely chosen. Yeah. And appointed. Absolutely. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. All right. So let's continue here. Verses, actually, we're about to wrap it up. Verses 18, and we'll go all the way to 27, and we'll stop and discuss. Who read last? David. David? Oh, okay. Go ahead, Val. We'll start with uh, verse 18. Oh, I like this verse. Yeah. Um, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. Wow. Okay, so a servant mm -hmm. is not greater than his master. Mm -hmm. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Mm. But they, but they will do all these things to, to you on account of my name, because they don't know the one who sent me. If I had not, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Mm. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. Oh. Mm. 
but this happened so that the statement written in their law might be fulfilled that they hated me for no reason yeah but when the helper comes whom i shall send to you from the father the spirit of the of truth who proceeds from the father he will testify of me and you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning wow, wow. like go um, for it what we're gonna say so oh where'd it go i know what it is 18? No, I had read it. <laughs> what was it about? It, it was... Oh, okay, I found it. It was 24. 24? If, if I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. And... Um, for that, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. It's like, I had thought of it when I had first read it. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, at first they didn't, well, they were so used to it, I guess. Maybe they had sinned, maybe they knew it, or they knew not, maybe. Yeah. But they didn't know, and then as soon as he had told them, you know, what they have done, now they know it, and they can't make an excuse for it, because they, they know it. You know, oh my goodness, it you just me, hit something, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. just hit something, yeah. It, it just, it reminded me of, of problems uh, with mm -hmm. this one girl in school, and it reminded me so much of that for some reason. It's like, you know, you know what you did is wrong, and I had told you up front, and now you can't really make excuses, so you're just trying to cover up with something else because you know it's true. Mm, that's right. That is right. That's right. Right on the nail right that's there. Right. So, that's exactly what that is. It's so the, the Pharisees and yeah. those that chose to follow them, you know. We're going to say, guys. So, you know, I, I, I've, I've read this. I'm sure I've read this, John. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've read this. But, um, you know, sometimes I don't know if you, you know, I, you pay attention to things and sometimes you don't. And it's, yeah. that's why I love the Bible. You just come across things all the time and it just hits at a time right. you don't expect and so what you said that um if i had not come and they and spoken to them they would have no sin but now they have no excuse for the sin you explained your friend and, and, it, and it leads me to 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 imagine this and i'm not trying to reach a, to make a connection here or anything, mm -hmm. but jesus he um you know, a lot of times we think his purpose and his main thing was to die for us on the cross and for redemption and our mm -hmm. But in reality, a bigger part of what he was here for was his ministry to reveal mm -hmm. his father. Who the us. father is. Yeah. And that's critical. <clears throat> that redemption stuff, which is important, trust me, yes. thank oh, God yeah. for that. But that means nothing if we don't understand the character of the God that we're going to serve because we're redeemed. Oh, he is. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's important that in order to get to the redemption and appreciate the redemption, for we have to understand the character of God. And so Jesus came to show us and enlighten us on the character of God. Yeah. And when we think of the character of God, we have to and we must understand the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is the character of God. Yeah. And so when Jesus comes and says, but all these things they will do for my name's sake because they do not know him and who sent me. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about, if I had not come to spoke to them to shed light on right. what they're doing, they would not have known they sinned. Yeah. Which means they would not have known they need a redeemer. But now they have no excuse for continuing their mm -hmm. sin. Which tells me now, maybe I'm making a reach, but Valerie, you pointed this out. Um, 
he's showing them the character of his father. It's kind of like a mirror. Yeah. Without that mirror, they would not have ever understood that they're sinners. Mm -hmm. So then why require a redeemer? Yeah. It's just interesting. I just never, I mean, I've, like I said, read that verse probably a few times, and it just, it didn't point out to me that deep. Until right. You said what you said. It's oh, kind of. Yeah. It's just kind of <laughs> blah that it Clicked. works out. What are you gonna say, David? So wait, what was it? Uh, okay, verse twenty. Mm. Remain. Remember the word I spoke to you. A servant is, hush. A servant is not greater than his master. If if they persecute me, they will also persecute me. If they you. keep my word, mm -hmm. I mean they will also persecute you. If they keep my word, they will also keep. Yours. That that reminded me of like one of the first few chapter, uh, mm -hmm. one of the first few verses in this chapter because it was talking about the branches and how you give off fruit, right? Because you you have God's love or God's like good deeds, or, right? And what Dad was talking about the Christian child that got shot at the school. Oh right, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the younger. Yeah, that. Do you think that that's where she falls under, or? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, who do we think we are, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're not greater than our master. And if our master's persecuted... <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, and I mean, if people, you know... You know, the world hates Jesus for who he is, you know, and and, and I kind of go back to like, you know, just just today's society and, and just social media. I, I cannot think of anything more mocked and persecuted today's world than Christianity. Right. I mean, they throw around the. The, the Jesus word and the, and the the God word and add a couple other nasty yeah. words to it, but it's it is so mocked beyond I think more than any other religion today, if you will, right? right. It is just and it's and it's it's no coincidence, you know. Mm -hmm. Satan's got his plans in motion, right? How he wants to destroy Christianity, mm -hmm. he wants to destroy God's character, he wants yeah. to. He wants his followers to die and be destroyed, thrown into that lake of fire. He wants us to be those dead branches. You know what I mean? So it's it's no coincidence that, again, Christianity is one of the most persecuted things, especially in our country today. And when and in the direction of where the world's going. To, and, and, you know, you, you see prophecy being unveiled, you know, on a daily basis. And, and following, you know, Christ is... You know, it, it's almost like rebellion against the world, basically. And, and that's what it's going to come down to. You know, we, we are going to be persecuted if, and worse simply because of who we follow. You know right. what I mean? And, you know, and I think about that little girl that you guys mentioned, the one that went to go pull that emergency handle. You know, right. are we prepared, you know, to have that kind of love, that kind of bravery? For those that we care about, you know what I mean? Not just for our own sake, but for our families, our, our friends. Are we willing to put, you know, John, uh, what is the verse, uh, John 13, on, uh, 
chapter 15, 13, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. Right. You know? That's exactly what the devil doesn't want. Exactly. That's why he will attack at those places. That's right. Exactly. You know, and I love how you said that. I love how you said, "Are you prepared to do that? Are we prepared in the face of death, in the face of persecution, or you know, and ultimately, like this young lady, the face of you know death? Are we prepared to sound that alarm? Yeah, exactly. You know, are we prepared to 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 sound that alarm? And 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 again, knowing full well that. The benefit to us physically is probably going to be nothing. We're going to be persecuted. Yeah. But the benefit to others, that I love them enough to lay down my life for them. Exactly. Are we prepared for that? And then, you know, and I think that goes to every, you know, dealings every day when you deal with people, family, friends, whoever you come across, you know, we're, we're relational, we're humans. We're meant to be with other people, not meant to be alone. You know, although alone time is important right. to recharge and, and whatnot, Jesus did it too, you know, but right. it is important to have that community of people, not just church and congregation, but just to have that community of people that you love and that you can trust and, you know, you can, you can bond with and, you know, and, and, and have that type of fellowship, you know what I mean? Right. You know, and... um and the last verse is, you know, when the helper comes, you know, we, we know that's leading into Acts right. at some Acts. point. And mm-hmm. if you want to know about Acts, everybody, we did a study on Acts years back. It's on Facebook. It's also on our YouTube page. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, do you go any closing thoughts, questions that you might have on John 15? My favorite verse in this is the last verse mm. 27 yeah you also will testify because you have been with me from the beginning mm. when I read that I was just thinking God had you in mind I think before he created the earth yeah oh yeah and Hermione agrees Hermione agrees with you <laughs> Val any less concluding I like verse 18. 18. If the world hates you, you know it hated me before I hated you. It's kind of reassuring in a way. Yeah. Because, you know, there are some points in life where you're kind of just like, why is everything like falling apart? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you're barely breathing. It's like crashing onto you. It's like the whole, like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. It's Ugh. like everything hates you. It's just. Yeah. Going crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when I read it, it's like, you know that it hated me before I hated you. It's like, you know, the, well, the devil, right? He brought hate into this world. Right, yeah. You know, that's the reason why there is all this hate. So you can't really blame yourself and you can't blame God for it either because you know that it's it's not your fault. Right. Yeah. No, and it, no one blames Satan. Everyone blames God for everything. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> Yeah, they hated me, but, like, why did they hate me? Like, why did they hate God, in a way? Yeah. Like, and then you got to know it's not his fault. Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of people have a hard time accepting. Yeah. It is tough, you know, for a lot of people. And, you know, and and when I think of that verse, you know, too, it's like, I I see it as, you know, Jesus understands. Yeah. He He understands. Like, I get it that... People are going to hate you because it's happened to me. And if it's me, you know, 
I am from the Father and the Father are one, you know, and, right. and, and he sent me for a purpose and you all are my purpose. And, you know, that's just, to me, it's like, when we look up to him, he's our savior, but at the same time, he, you know, I understand what you're going through and I call you friend and I choose you. I choose you. Powerful, powerful yeah. stuff. Yeah. And with that, everybody, yeah. that brings Beautiful. us to... A conclusion yeah. for John chapter 15. We thank you uh, for listening. Thank you for joining us. Um, we appreciate everything that you all do and, and, and the listening. Hopefully it's a blessing to you all. And again, please comment on this and um, right. <laughs> we'll post this on Facebook. I'll somehow try to find a way to get it on YouTube. I don't know if I can, but uh, we'll certainly provide all the outlets. We're on iHeart. We're on Amazon. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on almost everything. Podcast. We're just about everything. We just gotta find the leak. Yes, we're we're on a dog podcast too. Summer. How, how, how about VHS and uh, VHS CD? Look, they're just looking at eight, like, eight tracks. Like, they're like eight tracks. What are those? Okay, I know what a CD is. Okay, <laughs> what's an eight tracks? Do you know what an eight tracks? <laughs> nope. A tracks, VHS. No. Let's read. Let's hit the rewind button. That's right. Pause it right at the part where you want to. You time it right. Remember the right. seconds I like went to three. Okay, there it is. There it is. Boom. Hit play. Got it. They'll never understand. No, that, unfortunately. Yeah. But anyway, well, thank, thank you all for joining us. Gus, can you close us out? In Absolutely. That's Almighty Father in heaven, you're most wonderful. You're most patient. You're most loyal, Lord. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for all that you've done, Almighty Father, and we continue to ask you and beg for you, Lord, to never, ever, ever let us forget who you are, God. Almighty Father, place that hedge of protection around us. And we pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.